inflation continues to rise, interest rates continue to rise, the price of everything continues to rise. What is going on? Well, the biggest thing that is happening is our economy is making a huge adjustment to get itself back in proper order. All this talk is just making your head spin. Don't worry. This episode is going to get everything cleared up for you. In today's episode, I want to focus on is this recession actually even possible? How did we get to where we are today and what you can best do to prepare for a recession if it does indeed occur? At the end of this episode, I hope this update will give you the peace of mind to know that no matter what happens, you will be ready. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. How is it going? And welcome to another week of The Financial Mirror. I could not be happier to have you here this week. Uh, If you are joining this live on this beautiful Sunday, I thank you for joining. And if you are watching this later on in the archive or or if you're listening to this on a podcast, thank you so much for your support. Here at the Financial Mirror, we continue to improve the one thing that we can control ourselves. And if this is the first time joining, don't forget to hit the subscribe on YouTube and like on Facebook uh, to be notified of all the new episodes as they are coming out. Or listen to this on the podcast platform of your choice. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe to the podcast. Both of those help in growing the community that we are building here at the Financial Mirror. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave that five-star review and a written comment as both of those do go a long ways in helping get this information out to other listeners. Well, to be honest with you, it doesn't get any more current and real than this. Is a recession looming? That is where we're at. This has been a hot topic for a while now. So I did an episode back about six months ago. You can see on the screen if you're watching this. I did this episode, and back then, inflation was up to 6.8%. And I was like, holy cow, Like I should do an episode on this. Inflation, 6.8%. For all those that that don't know or you're not aware, the goal of Federal Reserve is to keep that inflation tamed to about 2%. So when it hit 6.8%, I was like, man. This is, this is a perfect opportunity for a video. Let's talk about inflation. Let's get everyone involved to know, to know what's going on. Well, as of this recording, inflation has now made its way up to 8.5%. So yeah, so that's the reason why we're doing this update. So I, I decided now is the time. Let's do an update. But you can see back then I was focused on that 6.8%. And I was like, man, this is, this is a great time for an episode. But, uh, all in all, now we are here. So the difference is, this is not the update I wanted to bring you. I was talking about the 6.8% and three things you can do as we were hitting 6.8%. Now what I'm talking about is, okay, now it's been six months and inflation is continuing to rise. It's a little, things have changed. Things have changed a little bit, uh, but don't you fear because that is what this episode is here for. This is not the episode I wanted to bring you. I wanted to bring you today to say, you know, inflation is tame. Life is good. Everything is on the uppity up. Uh, well, I guess everything is on the uppity up. The prices are on the uppity up. But all in all, it's the complete opposite of the update I wanted to bring you on this lovely end of June 2022 weekend. But in fact, I want this episode to be informative. 
I wanted to be informative because being prepared for a recession, if it does happen, is important, right? Like it's important to you, it's important to your family, it's important to your future. So this is the com- you know the complete opposite, but I don't want people of my show to panic. People that watch this, people that listen to this, I don't want you to panic. And that's the reason why I wanted to get you informed today to ensure that no matter where you're currently at, that you know you don't have to panic. I also want you to know that I'm going to keep you informed. If certain events happen, I want to keep you informed. And that is one of the main goals that I try to do here at the Financial Mirror. So what is all this I'm talking about? What is this thing that's going to happen or might happen? Well, it's, you know, to be honest, that's what this episode's about. Exactly that, a recession. A recession could happen. It's looking more likely to happen now than, you know, if you would have asked me back at the 6.8% six months ago, I would have been like, oh, no, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll probably increase some interest rates. We'll see some, some rate hikes. But ultimately, we'll probably get this thing under control, you know? Well, that didn't happen. And we are at an interesting time where our economy is, is going through some changes. Uh, what we've seen over the past few years, you know, these changes are leading us to this chance of a recession. This recession is becoming more and more of a possibility. Today, I want to discuss what has gotten us here, because I think that's one of the most important things when we talk about informing and we talk about getting you up to speed on what's going on. One of the most important things that I can do is inform you. The most important thing I can do is is just walk you through sort of where we got, how we got here, right? Then we can start to go over what a recession would start to look like, what you could expect, and what you can do to to withstand a recession if it does indeed happen. So let's jump in and let's first start off with what has gotten us to this point. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So this is the topic of discussion right now. And I thought this chart was just ideal for showing you what sort of has gotten us to this point and this is important right and i'm going to cover three things that have gotten us to the point that we're at today and hopefully this gives you a little insight right if you didn't know surprise surprise our debt ha- our country has a debt problem right like it has a true debt problem and and i and i mean that and this chart really goes over what that debt problem is but ultimately the biggest thing here is that we lack a surplus of money in this country. And that's what this chart shows. This chart shows you exactly how much we are terrible at budgeting our money. So if you look at the chart, you can see the last time that little that little gold nugget. If you're listening on a podcast, I'll walk you through it. Pretty much the last time that we were properly budgeted, meaning we did not spend as much money as we brought in was 2001. So it's been over two decades since we properly managed our, our finances, right? As a country. And if you look at these right two bars, you can see 
that COVID-19 made a big impact. That was money spent. That's how much money we overspent from what we earned, right? That's a deficit, right? We created that deficit. And so for people listening to this on a podcast, what I want you to know is that we doubled the amount of money from the last recession that we were in, in the 2008 timeframe. We doubled that. We spent more money, twice as much money than we did back then when we were going into a recession. Uh, that was a very long recession too, by the way. And so we spent more money during COVID than that. And that's the part I want you to think about. Our country has a spending problem. We love to spend money that we don't have. And if you think about your personal finances, you know that's not the way to live life. Like if you spend more money than you have, what happens? You end up with debt, right? You end up with tons of debt and you have debtors calling you trying to get their money. I can't get this through enough, but this is how bad we are at budgeting. Continue to spend more money than we earn. And this is not political, right? Like this is not political. This is not a new problem. It's been here for two decades, right? We've seen Democrats, Republicans, all types swing through the the offices for two decades, right? This is not political. Our country's bad at budgeting money. That That's just what it is. We've seen all walks of life try to fix our problem and we still have a problem. We have a spending problem. And this is the root of almost all of our country's problems, right? We don't know how to budget money and we constantly spend more than we make. Because of this, it's this constant uphill battle that we want the government to do more. We constantly want the government to do more, but the U.S. government can't afford what they're currently doing. You can see that on this chart. They can't afford what they're currently doing. So the debt just continues to add up, right? It continues to build. We continue to get more debt, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem that I cannot get across enough. So like I said, on this show, I talk so much about budgeting, trying to get you to understand that a budget is so important to your personal life. And now we can just get the federal government on board. That would be awesome. However, uh, we we have to continue to elect you know people that, that can hopefully curb this debt and start to bring some change into the debt atmosphere because that's a huge problem. But number one, number one reason that we are currently here today and we're talking about a recession is our country has a debt problem. We have a debt problem. And it's the root of almost every other problem in our country. Because of this, we're going to continue to ask the government for more. We're going to continue to ask the government to do more, but they cannot afford their current programs that they have. So just know that until we can figure out how to do to curb the debt problem, uh, whether that be higher taxes for all or whether that be maybe we cut some of the government spending that's currently out there. Right. From some of the programs that are that are currently having money funded to them. Maybe we cut that. Something's got to happen. We don't know what it is at this time. No decisions have been made, but something's got to happen because we got to fix the debt. The second thing that's gotten us here now is our the interest rates. So so we're going to focus directly on the interest rates currently. So during covid, think about let's go back to covid. Right. Let's go back to covid. And everyone was just buying. Everyone was just buying. Everyone wanted to buy things. They wanted to buy new houses. They wanted to buy new cars. They wanted to buy, uh, they wanted to refinance their houses. People were just buying, 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 buying. And so when that happens, when you end up with tons of people just wanting to buy, you end up, you, that influx of buying was created because it was so easy and cheap to borrow money. If go, looking back at, at the at the chart right here, you can see that there was a interest rates dipped, right? Like you could you people were getting like 2.5, 2% interest rates on their homes or whatever. Tons of people were running deals on purchasing vehicles. We had vehicle shortages, we had home shortages. 
people were just buying and it was because money was so cheap to to borrow, right? So when you have all this cheap money out there that people can borrow, obviously they're going to use it. They're going to use it and they're going to buy stuff. And that's exactly what happened. People bought all during COVID, people bought. And I know the I know the media, I know the media told you that people were struggling during COVID. And I'm not saying that there weren't families out there that struggled during COVID. And and you know, you know, I I truly feel empathy toward families that that had a struggle during COVID. But what I'm telling you is that for a majority of Americans, they did not struggle during COVID. Most Americans increased their savings between 25 and 33% during COVID. So obviously, if you have all this extra money to play, people were investing in stock market. You So you had new players in the stock market because of all this money that's just being flowed around, disposable money, right? And the truth is that it was so cheap for people to borrow money that it's not even funny. So when that happened, it created this inflationary period, right? Like, like you couldn't keep up with it. So everything just started to grow. Like, you, you know, the this high demand, the supply couldn't keep up with it. You have these huge supply problems and you've got to increase costs to try to slow things down, right? Try to slow down the demand, but it was still there. People kept buying because money was so cheap to borrow. So this, this whole entire issue, this whole entire people being able to to borrow money cheap with low interest rates, buy house, buy cars, buy things, that created a inflationary period that has moved us into where we're at now. So number one is our country has a debt problem, and that was there before COVID, before this these low interest rates, before all that. Add that with low interest rates and people having this, this now extra money that they can spend this discretionary money that they can go out and just spend, tie that all together and you get number three, which is inflation. And we are at a ridiculously high inflation. I told you 8.58% is what we're currently at. And that is a lot. So you can see right here. So this is your uh, consumer price index chart for people that are watching, people that are listening I just want you to know this between roughly, you know, that February, March timeframe of 2020 inflation has skyrocketed. And I mean, is higher than we have seen it in years. And I mean, decades. When we look at that, uh, you that's where we that's the compound. That's the creation. That's the monster that's been created because of so many people having extra money to buy stuff. So many people having all this extra. So many people being able to just spend so many people being able to spend money and borrow it cheaply. All of that is, is what's created this inflationary period that we are in. Okay. And when I did the the episode six months ago, what I was banking on was that, uh, well, let me just say, I don't think the federal reserve job is easy. I don't think it's easy. I'm not going to say that it's easy, you know, to, to be able to control the you know how how the currency is flowing how things are working to try to keep this under control uh, not saying that it's easy but here's the problem that i have to say when we've seen inflation creeping up for months right it's like compounding interest so it compounds and the faster that it starts to compound faster it, it grows right like it just grows and you can see it on this chart that it's just boomed and so to curb inflation what what the federal reserve job is is to raise interest rates like you raise your interest rates you make money 
Uh, not as cheap to borrow, right? Like people pay more in interest on their home. People pay more in interest on these cars. People pay more in interest on everything that they borrow. And that interest rate hike and it going up creates less demand as a as a byproduct, right? Like when it's when it costs more to do these things, people are less likely to do it. So you create a, a less in the demand by doing that, by making it cost more to do it. And, and so that's that's how you curb inflation. You raise interest rates. And when what I'm saying is I don't think enough was done. So between my episode I did six months ago till now, there has been very little until recently. There was very little action that was taken on raising interest rates. It took too long for those to start to increase. That allowed more spending to continue and allowed that compound interest to start to build. Right. So that drove inflation even higher. And that's the part that I just don't think enough was done, but until inflation slows down. So if you watch this CPI consumer price index chart, uh, you can go look at it online. Just literally search consumer price index chart. It updates pretty much monthly is, is kind of, it's kind of where you want to, you want to look at it. But this, this like consumer price index chart will give you an idea of what inflation looks like currently. And so until we start to see that trickle back down, recession could easily be in the works. We, cause eventually, eventually we're going to, we're going to raise interest rates enough and you're going to tip right back into a recession, right? So until inflation slows down and turns the other way, interest rates are going to continue to rise. And if they increase too fast, you could turn the economy into a recession. And that's the that's the fear. That's the current fear that's out there. And that's the current reason that people are a little on edge because we are starting to see these interest rates hike. They're moving, you know, rather quickly. So with that comes that if if that does continue, that we could tip ourselves into a recession. And that's not what we want. That's not what we want. So when we think about it, I say this recession, but what would a recession look like? First off, a new study was done by Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs stated that there's a 30% chance of a recession in the next year and there's a 48% chance of a recession in the next two years. So knowing that, you can see that that possibility, I mean, we're in, in the next two years, almost a, there's a 50% chance that we fall into a recession. The other thing that I, I want to say this up front before I go into what this recession would look like, Everything that I've read and all the studying I've done on this idea of this recession and what this recession would would entail, I want you to know that most economists are saying that this recession would not be long. It would be a short recession. We actually went through a little mini recession at the beginning of COVID, so you can sort of get an idea of what that looked like kind of during that toilet paper period, if you know what I mean. So kind of a recession right there, a little mini recession. And you can see it on the map if you're if you're looking at this that little gray bar at May it looks like it's at May 2020. Uh, it's kind of that little mini recession that we had at the beginning of COVID. But all in all, it'd be short, and that's that's the beauty. That's the one good thing I've I've read about. But if if it is longer, we want to be prepared. So what would a recession look like? Well, first off, your unemployment's going to increase. Uh, so the first thing that's going to happen is unemployment is going to increase. People are going to lose jobs. That's just what a recession looks like. This is the worst part of the recession, but uh, currently, current unemployment is at about a 3.6% with a recession that could get up to about 6%, maybe a little higher. So knowing that in, in this chart right here, you can see this is uh, during COVID, you can see it was bumping up around 15%. So we had a lot of lost jobs during COVID, but that is that is one of the worst parts is people lose jobs. That's livelihood. It's one of the worst parts about it. So when that happens, you know, people stop spending money. 
This creates less demand for products and this creates less need for workers. So that's where that that idea of jobs being lost comes from. So unemployment is truly started to recover from COVID. You know, we're back at like pre-pandemic levels. That could take another hit during recession, and that's not what we want. But for people, they don't lose their jobs. Their wages could still be cut. That bonus that they thought they were going to get, they're not going to get. Those that are commission-based, that are based on selling something to make money, it's going to be harder for them to make money. So when all that happens, this affects everyone whether they lose their job or not, uh, a recession will affect everyone in some capacity. Number two, number two thing that will happen is that our stock market will fall. We will start to see more of a pullback. I know I've done a whole retirement episode for people that are retiring or about to retire or want to retire or planning for retirement. We talked a lot about why you shouldn't panic because over the long term, you can see the, the, the market continues to grow. So we know this, we know it continues to grow, but the obvious indicator is that companies will have to cut employees, right? We just said that. Why are they cutting employees? Because there's less demand for their products, for their services. When that decreases, they don't make as much money. People are less likely to want to invest in these companies. And so this will create a little bit of a pullback in the market. Same sort of pullback we saw during COVID. We didn't know how these businesses would react, which ones would even make it out of COVID, right? So knowing all this, you have to understand that a recession would potentially pull the market back, you know, even more than it already has, right? And that's kind of what's been pulling it back anyways. It's just this idea that we don't really know what's going to happen. It, are we going to go into a recession? And people are trying to preemptively take some of those wins that they that they currently have, see if they can just get out before this pulls back even more. That that's one part of it. The other part of it is People don't have extra money laying around during a recession. They're kind of trying to hold on to it. So when that happens, they're not investing it. They're not putting it into businesses. And this is you know slowing the economy down. So this market, it would continue to go into a downtrend until, you know, during a recession and until some kind of bottom is found. Inflation is is, you know, turned around and all of a sudden the market starts to and the economy starts to balance back out and pick itself back up. So that's sort of what you could expect during a recession, right? Like that's one of the biggest things during a recession. So how can you best prepare knowing that this could occur? How can you best prepare? Well, there isn't any fancy science behind preparing for a recession. Uh, it's actually pretty straightforward. And I decided to break it down into this. What you can do now and what you can do during the recession. Okay. What you can do now to prepare for the recession and what you can do during the recession. So number one, what to do now, you got to pay off debt. You got to pay down debt. You got to pay off debt. Focus on debt right now. It's the number one thing you can currently do for a recession is to get rid of your debt. Why do I say that? Because the less requirements that you have for money to leave your account, the better off you are in a recession, right? Because if you need money for food, that credit card bill, if it wasn't there, that would be money for food. We've got to get rid of your debt. We've got to get rid of the debt so that you've got more expendable income throughout the month. That there's less money that needs to go somewhere than you currently have. So really right now, start to focus on paying down your debt, paying off your debt, getting rid of your debt. It's one of the most important things that you can do right this minute if a recession is is looming and you possibly need to prepare. You don't know what your income would look like. If you lose your job, if you, you, know, if you have uh, an extra bill or two that pops up that's you're required, you don't know what that looks like. So pay down your debt, pay it off. Get rid of it if you can. That's one of the best things you can do. Number two thing you can do right now is you've got to save money. You've got to increase that savings. You need to save more because ultimately because of the unknown, right? Have that extra savings because it's one of the best things you can do to prepare for an event like a recession. Extra money in the account 
is the best thing you can do to prepare for recession. Depending on how tight your budget currently is, this may involve you having to make some cuts in how much you're currently spending because you really want to be able to put some money away into savings. Remember this, and this is the one thing I want to say about savings is this. Depending on how tight your budget is, you may have to cut some somewhere from your budget to be able to save. But remember, it may be uncomfortable right now to cut, but think about how much more uncomfortable it would be if you were going through a recession and you were needing to cut while trying to make it through the recession. Like you're, you're making your problem that much harder. You've made your problem twice as hard by just not doing it right now while you're slightly more comfortable. Because if you start needing to cut after you potentially lose a job, after you potentially take a pay cut, after you potentially do all these other things, cutting that budget is a lot harder than. Cutting that budget is much harder than. Uh, so do it now while you can and increase your savings. It's one of the best things you can do. So number two, what to do during. And I can't say this enough. You've got to invest. You've got to keep investing money. And as hard as it is, you've got to keep doing it. This doesn't fall into just something to do during a recession. This is something you should be doing right now before a recession. If you don't have debt, it should be something you're doing during a recession and something you should be doing after the recession, but continue to invest. That dollar cost averaging is how you make your money. The reason I want to throw it in there is if you look at the last like little mini recession I talked about during COVID, the market tumbled. People paid, you know, invested and they got astronomical growth during COVID during the last two years, right? So a lot of people made a lot of money when the market recovered. And this is the way it works. If you stop your investing during recession, you don't you know, get to buy anything while it's on sale because everything's going to be on sale. So you want to go ahead and do that. You want to go ahead and continue to invest. So ultimately, I hope you got a lot out of this. I truly hope you got a lot out of this. And the one thing I really want to say during this timely episode is don't panic. I want to provide you this update because I don't want you to panic. I want you to have a plan. And I want you to know that if you do those two things, the recession, if it does happen, will it won't affect you as much. It won't it won't even bother you hardly any besides slight lifestyle changes that might happen. But when it comes to the financial part of it, it won't be as much of a concern. So it's one of the most important things you can do is to remember, pay down that debt, increase your savings, and continue to invest. That's what you can do to start preparing for a recession. If it is looming, that's what you can do. So if you are ready to take control of your finances, I want you to know that you have found the right person. You have found the right path to get you on track. Financial coach could be just what you need to get you started, even if a recession happens or doesn't happen. If you want to go ahead and get signed up for a free consultation with me, where I will be your financial coach, just head over to thefinancialmirror.org and there will be a nice little book now button right in the middle of your screen. And if you go and you click that button, I want you to know that you will get signed up for a free consultation with me and we'll see if a financial coach is right for you. Also, if you do want to give a little extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. It's all out there and truly appreciated if you go out there and support the stream. Finally, I truly appreciate everyone joining in today. Could not be happier to have brought you this up-to-date episode on our current market and the economy and where we currently stand. I appreciate you tuning in, but don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, written comments, five-star reviews, like, subscribe. Those all go a long ways in helping build this community and build this stream up and know that we are helping more and more people become financially free. 
changing the one thing that they can control themselves to achieving the financial goals that they have. So till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. And I'll see you then. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.